Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Rob, I think I timed that just about perfect. We went off, uh, went live at 3 minutes, uh, 3, 3, <laughs> 3 p.m. in 19 seconds. I guess that's the best way to say. So, hey, everybody, yeah. welcome to the new media show. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be be back doing the show. Yeah, Todd. So, after uh, the uh, Turkey Day extravaganza. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, I, I did as I said I was going to. I didn't hardly do anything. I did some work Sunday late. Not, yeah. But uh, that was just about it. So I, I had a great relaxing weekend. Didn't do hardly any shopping whatsoever. I mean, I, I almost zilch. So it really wasn't a, a thing. And then you went out to Seattle, right? Yeah, I went out to Seattle too. I was really pulled the plug on um, doing much of anything with the podcasting stuff for a few days to just be with my father back in Seattle. So actually in Bellevue, but... Um, but yeah, it was good to be back to Seattle. It's been, it's been a while and lots of things have changed in that part of the country over the last couple of years. So it's interesting what's going on back there, but, um, yeah, there's always stuff bubbling. You know, it's amazing to me. James Cridland still keems, seems to find things going on in the podcasting space, even through a U.S. holiday. So, yep, absolutely. Keep cranking on it. Yep. But if everything went right, who knows if it did. And we're the new Podping stuff is up, and I was bugging Dave about is there a way I can manually do it through a website? And so my devs are out out in Nevada right now. They're in Vegas for the Invent Conference from Amazon, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're all up there hanging out. So there's I, well, I got one dev and <laughs> he stayed back that is working on stuff, but everyone is out. So we've all week been like crossing our fingers that. Nothing would break or fall over, and so far it's been good. But, you know, we we did make a switch to the show on our live item tag, and we're seeing some activity that we've never seen before come into the show. But I do want to read. On the live side, on the live, on the lit side? And, well, it, not only that, but actually we're getting – we're earning money when people actually play the show on apps. So people are actually sending us by the minute are sending us Satoshi. So we've, we've had about 450,000 Satoshis come in over really the past week, which is a, a, pr- a pretty significant number for all things considering it's, this is still experimental. But some of them were on boost, and we got a um, some boost. I want to read these because um, these just give you an idea. It says uh, for Marcus, hey, I'm currently subscribed to eight shows in Casomatic, two are daily shows, and the other six are weekly. That's a total of sixteen episodes per week for an average of two episodes per show. It must be the daily show skewing the publishing rate average up. So basically. He sent that comment and uh, 5678 total sats. Dave says, Dave Jones says, Podpeen Cloud 2.0 is out of beta, rolling to production today, lit for all, 10,000 sats. We got um, actually 10,101 sats. And then Cover T Nerd said, Love the show. I've learned a lot about podcasting from you two over the years. 
a thousand sats. Steve says, uh, thanks for having Dave on and supporting podcast 2.0. Rob, can you get the other Rob on board? And this was a 33,333 sats boost from Steve. Okay. Yeah. Adam replied to our talking about lightning on the last show and says lightning fees are paid by the sender. So we got 10,000 sats from, from Adam. Sir Brian of London said, sats are Bitcoin valued. My system allows automated conversion of incoming sats to a dollar, denominating things called an HBD, high backend dollar. One day when it's more developed, I'll explain this better. And sir, that was a 1948 boost. Sir Brian of London said, can't do this on Patreon. He says, listening in Israel again, I'm hoping to have Konshak working with my high system as an alternative to Albi 2. Very cool. Another 1,948 sats. And then we did get 50,000 sats that I talked about on the last show. But I want to show, see if I can do this without screwing up the screen. Uh, Is that menu? No, that menu. So, Rob, this is what I see come in for Mm -hmm. Boostagrams. Okay. Okay, and then I've got a list. For those of you watching, I've got a list of contributors. It shows the ranking. Papa HD, Steve Wilkinson, Adam Curry, Dave Jones, Mitch D, Marcus Weiss, Sierra Brandon of London. And then I got some stuff. My test sats don't count. Then Adam on some, Cover the Nerd, User, uh, Brie Guy, Scott, Bob, and H. And these are where it comes in when we're seeing. Uh, let me show it over here. And, and I'll leave this on the show, but here Bob was doing five sats a minute. And it just shows five sats a minute again. And then someone here was doing uh, 24 sats, 25 sats a minute. So, and then you see the big boost coming. Then, then another guy, Dave Jones, was doing 27 or 25 sats a minute. So it shows how people are contributing to the show and I see all these transactions. Oh, we just had one come in. We got Mike Dell via Bodverse. He just sent us 5,000 sats. So he said, boost. And that literally just came in right now as we we're watching the show. Yeah. So, and then I, there's another app, this Konshak app. It's still a little bit, um, we received 231 total donations. Some of those are by the minute. Some of those were singles, but again, and this one gives me a little bit more detail because I can see which one's coming for the new media show on this particular app and which one's come in for, for Geek News Central. So new media shows now driving the majority of the donations. Um, so what's the advantage of doing it per minute? Is that like an automated donation process is that what it is it is and basically what what is really the indication there is you would assume if someone was listening to the full 90 plus minutes of our last show we would see 90 transactions per minute now if we only saw 30 a little bit of analysis would say they only listened for 30 minutes and left oh okay so it's a link to duration of listen that's that right yep so you're every minute it there the don, the donation is sent well, so, that's a powerful little connection there oh um, it's very yeah. powerful you know if more people adopt and then the tools will advance we'll be able to see you know where your retention rate 
mm-hmm. is. And I think we've told this audience enough about it that they're sick of it already. But here's <sighs> the thing that I've been learning from my audience. And matter of fact, it's what I announced, uh, what I entitled the YouTube uh, description today was I said, podcast listeners need to, edu- need to be educated on podcasting 2.0. And that is a statement that I'm going to have to really get up on because here's the thing. I had a, um, I had a listener send me a message today, believe it or not in Mastodon. Um, and he said to me, um, in the notification, he said, Todd, I have looked at the fountain podcast app. It is lacking too many features that most podcast players have. So he's a listener of my show. He went over to use the Fountain Podcast app, and because it was lacking features, he's opting not to use it. Mm-hmm. So my, my message now is to these app developers that are starting to build these apps, Castomatic, Podverse, uh, Fountain, those are the primary th- first three, and there's some others, obviously. You need to have a a marketing messaging that's going to anyone that's going to try these apps and explain your mission and the vision and why you should be using this and why this is important advancing mm-hmm. the podcast space. And yes, we know that there's not as many features as Overcast right. or Pocket Cast so that we... I can tell him to go use Fountain, but he went over there and said, oh, it's not as good. Well, and what what features really are missing? Well, is I asked. The bigger question, I right? asked that. I, you know, that was my reply to him. Was uh, you know, I and I'll read the reply that I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, please provide them feedback, and right. you have to understand that they're implementing features that no one else has. And then I said, not sure what's lacking. Honestly, please make a list. So that's what I want him to do is make a list what's lacking and i think what maybe is lacking is polish it's it's they're they're perfectly good podcasting apps but maybe they don't do some of the stuff exactly the way other apps do and they just need some polish and uh and we 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 know this uh again we're on the fringe and my tech listeners i thought would be able to handle the fringe a little bit more than maybe a business show was trying to handle. And I've spent a lot of time on my personal show going through this. And I was actually showing the same screens I just showed you to my audience on Monday. And four or five people came back and said, we're moving. We understand what you're seeing now. We, we, they, they had to visualize what I was seeing on my side. Yeah. They have to get it right. They have to get to, what the, to get it what the change is, what the movement is, what the purpose is. This, this show has never in its lifetime. Now, let me be clear here in the lifetime of this show has never about 11 years has never got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven comments, email or otherwise ever to the show. 
in one in, week. In one week, yeah. Yeah, I think we've gotten maybe one or two emails. One or two. Right. So people are on these apps, and obviously Adam is responding midstream. He heard something, and he said lightning fees are paid by the sender. When I had a little confusion in the last show. And and then Sir Brian of London, sats are Bitcoin valued because we were trying to describe sats. So they were listening during the show and they responded and we were get, but probably they were listening later because it didn't come in while we were watching the, uh, doing the podcast. And this thing's mm -hmm. probably going to go crazy again because I'm loading the page. Yeah, that wasn't a new, that wasn't a new boost. It just reloaded the, the sound when I reloaded the page, but this is what I'm talking about from an interaction standpoint that is unlike anything that we've ever seen before because they do it right in the app. They don't have to go to email. Yeah. Right. And there's a, I don't know how many shows are supporting this. Um, and I'm sure we're, we're one of a fairly small number of shows. Well, right no, now no, no. It's about it. no? 10,000. 10,000 shows are supporting. Yeah, so okay. let, let me actually. I hadn't I, heard a number. Let me let yeah. me give you the exact number here. I go to this, and then I'll load this stats page up. And um, to feeds with a value block is 10,622. That's a good number. Yeah. Yeah, that's the number right now that have a value block. So that's up about, I think last week, we didn't take a screenshot of this and we were supposed to, or maybe I did. So let me see if I grabbed a, sneak, a, 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 a screenshot of this. Let's see if it'll load. Let me look. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, last week when we did this, there was 10,554 shows that had a value block. So about 70 shows have added it in a week. Um, feeds with transcripts went from 22,199 to 22,348. So about another 400 shows added transcripts in the last week. Mm -hmm. So these are the type of numbers we get to see um, on a week-to-week -week basis. Um, let's see here. What else was... Anyway, so... This is the kind of stuff that, again, I think now what we have to do, and I've been working on a doc. Matter of fact, the last three days, it's our podcasting 2.0 information sheet mm -hmm. that basically why, history, why, and feature. And, you know, I, I was, um, we did a webinar yesterday and one of the guys on the webinar said, tell me about all these new tags. And I said, We've, we had four or five people that were just tuning into the webinar. It was early. People started jumping in. And I said, listen, we can't, we're not going to get technical here because everyone that's listening, their eyes are going to glaze over. What we're going to talk about is feature and effect. Right. This is a feature. This is the effect. And when I explained the feature of lit, and the effect and the potential, the people in the, were like, oh my God. Yeah. When, when I explained the, the value of credits of host, co-host, guest, 
and being able to document that and the effect and you know all so this is the thing we have to do now is yeah. feature it because they don't give just and Tom Webster said this many many times is podcasters now and listeners don't give two craps about RSS right well, Todd, I think we always knew that that was going to disappear right. from people's concerns. I mean, it's just a matter of, it's a computer-to-computer communication. Why Why should anybody? And people aren't cut and pasting yeah. RSS feeds around anymore. So we have to do so. feature and effect and, under, and, and build that. Yeah. So, you know, we opened our skirt pretty big on our last newsletter, things that we've got coming and things that we're working on mm-hmm. and talking about this. Um, because now it's the next you know, Dave and Adam has spent the last two years getting the, 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 the snowball moving down the hill mm-hmm. and it's picked up steam. Now we've got it into a boulder and now we're going to hit the bottom of the hill pretty soon. And guess what? We got the long trudge climb up to educate podcasters and listeners <laughs> on the like valley. We've always had to do. And this, this the, you know, this yeah. is, this is not a ball that is going to, it will at some point will crest the hill, but we got to climb the hill now and grind and grind right. through this. So do we have contact with the, the app, app developers for fountain the, at all? I'm, I mean, would not doubt if the fountain app developer doesn't listen to the show, but if he does, okay. if he doesn't, Someone's going to tell him. him on. Yeah, we could have, have him on to give us a demo and and, and really run through it. It could Just, be. Right. Here's what we'll open the door. Castomatic, Podverse, or Fountain. Any one of you that does a listener app, first one up, first one that contacts Todd or Rob will bring you on. Right. And so there's currently three apps. That, oh, the, oh, there's that more. This? There's more. There's and again, I I don't want to just. So we have to go to newpodcastapps.com. Mm-hmm. And so again, we've got different features. We got Podverse, Podfriend, Carrier Caster, Fountain, Castomatic. Um, those are probably the four, one, two, three, four majors or five. Mm-hmm. If there's others, I apologize. There's there's some that spink chats, there's breeze. Um, so again, it is um and not all these are actually Android or, or mobile apps. Some of these are Windows based or desktop based. So um but I would say that the ones that I'm aware of personally that are getting the most most bang right now is Podverse. Curiocaster, Fountain, and Castomatic. So, so do we think that it's uh, it's it's possible that uh, uh, Marco from Overcast might uh, consider adding some of these features to his app? You think it? I think what will happen. It, it's a chicken and egg thing. Okay, so I've got a. We're building it. Buzzsprout's building it. RSS.com's building it. A couple other people have added some stuff announced recently that they're implementing some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then our jobs is to make the podcasters aware. The podcasters then have to make the listeners aware. And then the listeners have to demand this from. Yeah. And we have to encourage Marco and others, Pocket Cast and others to 
Uh, and maybe some of the stuff will happen in Pocket Cast because they've open sourced some of it. Maybe we'll get some of this from some people submitting code. Yeah. Um, and I suspect there are other people building new apps as we speak. But we all know how hard it is. But if we could get Marco to come in. That would be huge. And we get full adoption by Pocket Cast. That's, you know, three, six percent. Boom, right there. Boom, boom. Um, that would be would be on board. But again, if we don't, you know, we have to get the numbers up. We have to get where this is just round one. We got to get the cross app stuff going. You know, I've got a list of stuff I'm doing in round one. As soon as we get round one done, matter of fact, I told Mike the other day, I said, let's start working on round two list. What's the round two of stuff we're going to implement so that we can get it into the the planning pipeline because we got to do design. We have to do documentation. We have to do the marketing. You got to do all these pieces <laughs> and the education. Yeah. Um, so if I roll out seven new features, um, we have to be, I can't just roll out seven and then two weeks later roll out seven more because I got to spend a month or two just like, hey. <laughs> this is something new. This is how it works. You know, and pound right. those into their, into the, podcaster's head as much as possible but let's be frank some podcasters well, i'm gonna say something they don't give a shit so we have to make them understand why the value of this is right i think a lot of podcasters are just really concerned about what's the what's the easiest thing that i can do that reaches the most potential people right um not do what's maybe necessarily the cutting edge that has long-term potential well, but but yeah. once they start seeing and once they start converting, if, if can you imagine yeah, a small a steamroller that, that we got to get moving? But can you right. imagine a small show that's not hardly get any email and they convert a hundred of their audience to go use one of these apps and all of a sudden five of them, just five of those users on a regular basis started sending comments to the show on a weekly basis right. based upon the commentary. This for those of you that are building shows, it gets lonely. Yeah, that's the that's the juice that keeps podcasters energized is that connection with an audience. It and gets that, lonely. I, I agree with you, Todd. I mean, it's like it, it it's like going somewhere and giving a speech and never hearing any feedback. And right. Having people, you know, give you the impression they're not there. Right. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's, it's great to see your stats that you have a download, but yeah, but it's hard to connect that to a human. That's right. So, right. and you know, and, and I had a few listeners of my show in the early days that were, you know, Sal hated my guts, but he listened to the show and he would, he would badger me on stuff. He would provide feedback almost every episode. It was almost like Sal had his own segment of the podcast. Yeah. So, please understand and I golly I'm just hitting this so hard I'm just like I want to like bonk 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 is you got got some serious passion for this because I I understand the value of the engagement right yeah we're keeping especially if you do a live show like we do I mean that lit feature is like a like a godsend but most of this came in Rob when they listened later normal podcast style so Sure. If if we can keep the audience engaged and keep, and they don't have to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. this is this is the <laughs> this is the key. This is the magic formula, right? Okay, 
If you want to, you want to contact Todd or Rob, Todd at Blueberry.com, yeah. Rob at RobGreenly.com. Well, someone's got to yeah. then like, remember that. Yeah. Someone's got to you know, go. I've always loved getting getting feedback from listeners and and especially doing a live show like we do, having the audience member actually audience members that listen to the live show yeah. actually build friendships with other people that listen to the live show, and they wind up communicating to each other. But, but outside the, of listening to the show, but they yeah. can now do this right. in the apps. They can have a threaded conversation within the apps when the cross app cross app stuff gets done. All the right, apps. as far as on the commenting too, right? Pass, pass between platforms, which is another piece of this, right? Right, and then they're then they'll have conversation amongst themselves within that. They won't talk to me; they're going to talk to the on, other listener on an on-demand show. See that that's the uh, that's the magic. That's formula. the magic, an on-demand. Because most of the stuff is typically happening live, right? Live shows. But if we can build that conversation between listeners in the on-demand side, right. that's that's a game changer. That's the key. And this is where the game is changing. Right. Um, so, yes, I'm passionate about this yeah. um, because I see the value. And what's, what's, my, what's my number as a podcast host? What is my number one goal? My number one goal is to help a podcaster grow their podcast. Right. How do you grow that? Because community engagement, building excitement, right. don't have to be live. Just get well, some. And we really need that right now. I mean, things are, you know, on the monetization side, things are pulling back. I don't know if you've seen some of the news, but yep. um, things are getting a little, little bit more but, serious but, out there. But Rob, right. 97% of the people are not affected by this pullback. That's right. Uh, that's totally right. Yeah. It, I mean, you're talking about the upper 1% of shows. Right, right, those shows that are, that are, you know, rely on those sponsors. Guess yeah. what? Big, big budgets, big, big expenses. You know, I think that the other thing that we're seeing happen too, and actually it was in pod news a little bit. It, it kind of is jumping out to me now, it, it, you know, this, this, um, item that was in pod news on the 24th about, uh, this platform in Vietnam called Phonos had raised $1.8 million to expand into podcasting. And I think, you know, even like two or three years ago, that number would have been like five or 6 million. Right. Um, but, but it's Vietnam, Rob, 1.8 million is, is 20 there. Right. No, I get that. I'm just saying that most of the investments that I'm seeing now in podcasting companies are in the one to 2 million range mm -hmm. where I think just a couple of years ago, they were like three to 4 million. Um, so we've seen, you know, and this is, I think also part of a movement in the industry of scaling back expenses around podcasting sure. and people's willingness to invest large dollar amounts in this, in a tough economy. And so we're seeing that I think happen more and more. So, Companies are having to be more frugal. They're having to uh, create shows that are more economically produced. Mm -hmm. um, just like the early days of this medium, Todd. And we've been talking about this for a long time. I mean, you you and I have scoffed at these productions that have 10 people working on them. And, you know, it costs like, you know, $50,000 an episode yep. or something, some crazy amount of money when it really doesn't have to be that expensive. No, it doesn't. Now, people hate us when we say that. Of course they do. But, well, and, and things have changed. You know, there are companies out there that have staffs and teams and, mm -hmm. and obviously there's a lot more people now with podcasting in their job titles. 
um, that aren't podcasters, which for most of the life of podcasting wasn't the case. Most people that were working in podcasting were actual podcasters. I mean, we're kind of a rare breed now, actually, you and I, Todd. I had 267 so. people apply for our job posting. Yep. And nine of those 267 had anything in their job title that said anything to do with podcasting. Yeah. And that's tough. You know, can, do we hire people that have specific podcasting experience doing it themselves or do we go after professionals that have just built careers around a certain topic area like business development or social media or something like that, but have no actual experience in podcasting. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that what beyond you know, those 250,000 Satoshis, it's, I don't know, that might be 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 70, maybe. I'm not sure hey. what it is. That, that is, we, I appreciate every Satoshi that comes in, but that's more than some podcast will make in right. a year in any type of advertising. Right. That's true. So, you know, I think that there is a huge opportunity here. Um, and for me, it's about the, you know, it's about how do we, how do we help the content creator? Do you I, think that over time, those Satoshis will actually go up in, in value Rob, per, Rob, per item? Rob, they, it's, it, they're directly tied to the price the of Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Right. So as Bitcoin goes up. The value goes up. I'm currently buying Bitcoin every week. Um, yeah, but, so the value goes, yeah. it, it's directly, t- the value that changes every day, but let's quit thinking about the dollar amount. Yes, you'll be able to cash that money, cash those Satoshis out into fiat funds. You can put it in your PayPal account or whatever. Yeah, but it's really about the connection with the audience. It's the connection. And right. now let's just think about it being a token. Right. You know, I am I put a dollar in, I put 50 bucks in the, um, where's uh, I, the analogy I used the other day was the, um, arcade. I go to the arcade, I put 50 bucks in, I get 500 tokens or 50 tokens. Or right. I get 50 bucks in, I get 50 tokens. Every token I give a show, I kind of know it's a dollar, but I thought that's really cool. I'm going to give them five tokens. Just think about it as tokens. Don't think about you picking, you know, you're getting some tokens for your money and you're giving tokens to a show to support. And the more right. tokens you give, you know, you're, you, you, you're depleting your wallet of tokens or your pocket of tokens, you know, right. and, so, and, and instead of getting tickets out of the machine, guess what you're getting? Great content, right? Supporting so great content. What a, Todd, <laughs> let, let, let's explain what a token is. So people clearly understand what that is. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a, a, almost like a coin, right? Right. And if you want to draw yeah. a direct analogy. Yeah. It's, so you go to you go to some arcades. They don't let you put quarters in. Yeah, it's a token. That you, you have to go buy tokens, machine. right? Right. It's the same, same Mo- concept. Most places now give you a little like thing. It looks like a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and you charge the credit card, and you go over and tap that against the machine, and it deducts you know five tokens out of your uh, or five coupons or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah, isn't the the name Satoshi um, a direct? mapping of a name to the inventor of Bitcoin, I believe. I'm I think sure. his name was, uh, well, they don't know who for sure was the, they think. Yeah. But I thought he, 
I thought his name was had some correlation um, to Satoshi. It was maybe. Like, um, um, and that's where that came from. Okay. And and for those that don't, it, he it is. It's Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. So that's a direct <laughs> direct relationship based on the name to Bitcoin. He's right. the pseudonym for the person or people who helped develop the first Bitcoin software. Right. Okay. So and and let's be clear, Bitcoin is not a cryptocurrency. Um, I think it's. I mean, that's what I've learned here over the last couple. It, it's not strictly con- considered to be a a currency. It's actually a store of value. Is what it is supposedly. I mean, sure that value. Goes Bitcoin's up and down. a type of digital currency in which a okay. record of transaction is maintained. And yeah, but you can't actually. I think it has to be run through a currency exchange yeah. in order to be converted into a currency. Yes, so, it does. Right. So <laughs> it itself actually isn't a currency. Yeah, but it can be converted into a currency. Uh, we're going to get the Bitcoin people all pissed off. Let's not even try. <laughs> okay, because we're good. Well, we're, I think it helps people understand what the difference is because I think that there's like, there's been a lot of controversy around the the um, the shutdown of yeah, uh, but that you know stable coins, right? Right, they they're, weren't stable. Like, no, well, that's the takeaway here is that they weren't Bitcoin, right? So, so and 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 in Bitcoin is that perfect? It's, I'm not claiming to be perfect. We're not talking about this as investment. You're buying Bitcoin as an investment, so that's on you. You were at risk just like you buy stock. Yeah, All right. right. Okay. That's totally. That's totally the yeah. analogy or buying, buying a share of right. gold or something but, like that. But, is the it, other analogy. but in regards to this, we, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we want well, to talk. That's not part of this Satoshi <laughs> piece, right? I mean, right. well, Bitcoin, you convert Bitcoin to Satoshi. That's what you do. Right. So that's like a conversion from a store value to right. a currency. Right. Right. Which is what Satoshis are is a form of currency that can be exchanged. So again, let's not get too deep into the. Um, yeah, but people need to understand yeah. what the relationships are to how people think of of monetary transactions he, 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 today. Here's right. here's the true definition. Satoshi is the smallest denomination of Bitcoin. Right. Considered a penny, like a penny. It's a Equ- fractional. Equivalent to one hundred millionth of a Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoins can be split into smaller units to facilitate. Mm, let me run out of stuff here. Uh, Bitcoins can smaller dimensions. Okay. Smaller dimensions are needed for smaller transactions. Small denominations make Bitcoin transactions easier to conduct while making them readable by people. For example, if you bought a hundred dollar item with one Bitcoin, your charge might ring up to be 0.00210028 Bitcoin or 210,000 Satoshis. So that's the comparison. It's an easier number to understand. Hey, Todd, I was just thinking, um, <laughs> just based on, on what I'm hearing about Twitter right now and, and what's going on, I think we may have mentioned this before too, is... Um, uh, that they may be heading down towards building a transaction engine around Bitcoin. So well, that was already rumored before. Right. And, and, and if, and if Apple keeps being and, stupid the way they're talking about recently, then uh, Elon Musk may bring a new mobile phone to market. Uh, there's been rumors about that for a long time. So don't, don't, don't shake the tail of the beast too much. Well, and they've got, you know, those satellites up there. <laughs> That's right? right. They can they can make those mobile phones work independently of anything else. Exactly. 
So, yeah. you know, it's, you know, but I, yeah. what, what I think though, in the long run here in what we, what our focus is in this show, we've always talked about what's coming, what's happening, what's going on. We've been talking about this podcasting 2.0 stuff for a while because I got a hair up my ass, <laughs> but <laughs> sailor, something sa sailor and me coming out. Um, We cannot remain stagnant. Yeah, we face criticism for that from from powers. We we have team. to move the football down the field. Yep, we're going to get pushed back a little bit. We may get sacked a few times, but we got to keep mo moving the football down the field. Um, I don't think anybody's sacking us yet. No, it's just, no, it's just getting we getting getting people to adopt it. Right. So right now we're making gains of about a, about not a yard, but about a foot at a time. That's right. <laughs> it's still first down and 10, but it, you know, in, in, so this is why we have to build groundswell. I want, I want podcasters, first right. of all, saying, why aren't you doing this to all the major apps? And I want them to be so irritated that they're going to tell their audiences we want this everywhere. Please tell your favorite app provider to get in the game. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's a, another two-year grind, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to take probably longer than that, but that's, that's when we're going to start being able to get some. I mean, that would be the time frame that I think we could possibly get into Overcast and and then I, try and get more and more market share adoption. I guarantee right. you Marco's watching what's happening here. I hope so. I've been trying to get him on this show for a while. Well, Marco, you know, if you're, if you're listening. We'd love to have you come on there. Yeah. I don't think he's listening to this show. And if yeah. you are, Hey Marco, how you doing? Right. Um, right. But I think what there are other folks that are talking to other people um, about a lot of things. So there's lots of moving pieces. You know, this is the thing we're just, we're just well, like Adam. Adam's out there. I'm sure we're just scratching the right. surface, you know, and uh, lots of yep. secret conversations are going on too. Yeah. And I think that, um, and I, I'm privy to a couple of those conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, but the majority of this stuff is, and you know, you have to listen got to listen to the podcasting 2.0 show. You've got to listen to other shows. They're talking about this. You got to listen. And if you listen long enough, you go, Oh, one plus one equals two. Cause people talk, even me. So that's why I'd, I'd like to, you know, if Adam, if you're listening to this, I would love to see your podcast 2.0 podcast, get in um, Apple podcasts. Oh, so now you, would... now you just made, uh, you just made no friends there. I, <laughs> I get it, but there's, <laughs> so, okay, there's so, so many people listening over there that so, not reaching. Well, then they, someone, okay, someone added it already without permission. Oh, it's, they did? Yes, it's over okay. there. And I don't, I don't know if they had it taken down or not, but my understanding is it is potentially on there. Okay. I didn't do it. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I understand why, but. You know, if we're trying to get more people to be aware of this, um, that would be one way to do it. So, yeah. But again, they're not going to listen until they need to listen. Mm -hmm. Until someone kicks them in the shin 
and they say what and yep. have this and and they're going to they're going to figure out how to manually add that show to their to their you know what it serves them right they need to understand this the people that matter you know should be listening but if you're not choo 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 the train's leaving without you <laughs> <laughs> and you know right. and it's not my sole focus definitely you know we got a lot of things going on like you know you guys stuff going on in your company i got a lot of stuff going on in my company and yep. it's just one thing of many things that we have to do. You know, it's um, it's a changing world, and we have to, again, keep moving the ball forward. As a matter of fact, I worked for the past two weeks. I've been thinking about something, and really I've had a, I, I guess I'm going to talk around the, I had a personal issue um, that came up that made me go, well, this is dumb. Um, how can I fix that? And, and I was relying on a third party for something. And I scratched my head for really two weeks and not enough showers, I guess, to get something through my head. But finally, it was just like, you think about something long enough, hard enough, you're like, oh, let's do that. Right. You it's know. amazing how how thoughtful showers can be, right? Well, and this one didn't. This one didn't. Shower. This one didn't come in a shower. It came in a meeting, and someone said something, and right. it was an, it was the right phrase that paid, and it yeah. triggered my brain to put all the neurons together and say, "Okay, here's the here's the business. You know, here's the project Jeez. plan right. now, and then okay, now okay, I've thought it up. Now, does it make sense? And is it worth the dev time? And you know, will it, for better words, am I going to spend two months building something and then not make any money off it? Right. So. Yeah. It's, it's again, going back. If you're, if you're, it's amazing what you can do when you're hyper-focused on helping podcasters grow. Which I don't we think. we all need to be, which we all need to be very I, focused on that. I right don't now. think very many people are. I think if you can be hyper focused on helping, yeah, but everybody's interested in growing. They're interested, but what right. are they really doing? Right. I mean, are they willing to do what's necessary? Right. To, to grow. And yeah. what are those? What are what are those things that podcasters are going to need to help them grow? Now you can you can build everything in the world, and you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So yeah, we've learned that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Abs yeah. Absolutely. So. so, so I, Oh, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. So anyway, I've been rambling here. What What's in the news that we need to be aware of? Well, uh, the podcast show in London has announced its return uh, May 24th through the 25th in London. Why is that so a surprise? It's not a surprise. It's just a formal announcement mm. that, that it is definitely coming back and people should start planning for that. You know, we're, we're getting through halfway through or just, you know, part of winter now and spring is right around the corner. Um, and then also, uh, I saw that, uh, uh, there's been some issues with the Samsung podcast platform Oh yeah, causing ex excess downloads. Yep. Um, and, and from what I hear, that's, that whole situation is being corrected. Yeah. Fix is so, coming. I actually got a pretty upset email from somebody that, um, I mean, everybody likes to see bigger numbers, but yeah, they just don't want it to be, you know, 
Yeah, I, someone was ma- numbers. Someone right. was mad because certain company was filtering them. Well, little did they know all of us had to throw that filter in there for a short period of time. Yeah, and yeah, until they get they it fixed, were, it was a bug in the platform that right. was causing that. Yeah, right. And it's so, like they, you know, the that surge wasn't real. You know, so. Mm-hmm. And let's see what else has been going on. Um, look, I think. Um, oh yeah, did you see this this post uh, this historical post by Adam Curry? Yes, I did. I did see that. January two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did a blog post um, talking a l- little bit about the technology that ultimately turned into podcasting. So. Um, so does he get credit now again of being the founder of podcasting or is that still going to some bozo? Um, I think the, the founder is actually Dave, Dave Weiner. Well, I'm not sure that this, this doesn't predate Dave's mm-hmm. work. Well, I'm going to tell you post-date Dave's work. Dave Weiner is all in on Mastodon. Uh, I, I just, I've just been seeing nothing, but he's been, he's in there posting. It's like the second coming. Um, well, if he likes it, then it's, it must be kind of at the cutting edge of his <laughs> well, democratization I think, I, of, of, of media. I think he's found out that, oh, I mean, this has got activity pub, uh, you know, and some of this other stuff that is, yep. uh, you know, and so, oh, it's got an RSS feed and I can post to it and da, 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 da. And, um. So, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting time, for sure. Yes, it is. It is, it is. Oh, I did get a notification. What was this? Oh, someone favorited my post. I was going to read, I was going to, I was finding some stuff that Dave was talking about, because it was just this whole line of, dis- it just, he was going on and on and on and on. And maybe it wasn't on that instance. That's another thing. You don't see everything. You have to follow people on Mastodon. If you don't follow them, you know, you're not just going to happen into a, a, a discussion thread. Mm-hmm. But I heard something that Twit's doing. Twit started a Mastodon service, and you have to pay to get your Mastodon account over on Twit. Really? Mm-hmm. If you want to be on the, if you want to be on the Mastodon on Twit, you have, it's part of their subscription package. It's a subscription package. Okay. Yeah. It's included. So I thought, wow, that's, that's kind of a, an interesting idea. Um, I wonder how I can put a paywall in front of my Mastodon because I'm getting lots of requests for people to, uh, join my, because I had to close open membership. Yeah. Todd, did you see that, uh, there was an article put out in Bloomberg uh, by Ashley Carmen talking oh, about yeah. the the <coughs> battle over the podcast awards supremacy. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Fight right now. I guess you know there's been a lot of you know new podcast awards that have started up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Ambies are seen as kind of like the the current you know. Um, kind of candidate to be the Academy Awards of podcasting of sorts mm-hmm. right right now until somebody potentially replaces that if if one comes about. Um, 
but I thought it was interesting, you know, what, as you look at more and more of the, the awards start popping up around was, the world. Was my awards talked about at all? I didn't see of course not. Uh, that many awards mentioned. I think it, it covered a lot of the awards that were very um, kind of niche to certain oh. um, parts of the industry, um, which doesn't seem a lot, make a lot of sense to me that you would, you know, start a podcast awards about a certain small part of the industry mm-hmm. um, or a certain group in the industry and think that that's going to be your Academy Awards of podcasting. It needs to be, you know, an, an awards that, that covers the whole industry. Right. Um, but that's an interesting kind of a connection. I think that, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that the, the writers really know the full scope of, you know, Ashley, I'm not sure is, I think she's focused on the, the awards, I guess, that are, um, that are in her world, maybe in her worldview. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that may not currently, I think probably you're reaching out to her, um, about the, the podcast awards might be a good thing. So just make sure that she understands that there's one that's been around forever for, for a while. <laughs> right. That, that should be considered too. Right. So I see, uh, Elsie has got a Mastodon and she's posting stuff about the feed, the YouTube version of the feed, which is curious on yeah, Mastodon. They've started to do live, live shows. Oh, you're wow. lately Rob and Elsie. Or wow. Welcome to the club. I see they hired somebody over there too. Hired some big wig they brought in. Yeah. So they're hiring. So interesting move. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because all these people got to leave Twitter because, you know, can't, <laughs> can't handle free speech. Right. <laughs> It's a threat to democracy, you know, well, free speech. Rob, you, you know, there is a, oh, so, okay, now, love, you, you just triggered someone that's listening to the show. I, that's why I said it was, it was definitely a trigger. There, there's an episode recently of the No Agenda that does this montage. It lasts about 10 minutes of all the news services prior to the election. We're saying, there's a threat to democracy. It's a threat. And it's like, it's a it's a somebody's talking point that is literally repeated about 500 times by by every spokeshole that's in the mainstream media saying threat to democracy it wasn't about twitter it was about the election threat to democracy threat to democracy everyone's saying that so now twitter is now the threat to democracy right uh here's what you have to be worried about where before it wasn't a threat to democracy actually right is that the is, is that the implication is that before elon bought it it, it, it wasn't a threat to democracy right. i guess right right so right is, is it a threat to democracy because it's no longer controlled right right well i don't think it's safe to say that it isn't controlled i just think it's 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 controlled from a different um pair of glasses <laughs> I, I had, I had posted uh, something on my Facebook page that I'm very, and I've lost a few, no, so I posted something to Twitter that, um, I, I'm as you are, I'm a very long-term freedom of speech advocate and I've lost a few Twitter followers because of some comments I've made recently, but the one that triggered people the most I said, when the government says they will monitor platform over free speech, you should be terrified to the core. If caught, and this is my comment, 
If COVID taught us anything, we know that the government is often wrong and the free will of discovery and free speech is tantamount to an open society, otherwise tyranny. Well, Todd, it wasn't that long ago that you and I faced criticism because we we had to crack down on a few hate speech podcasts. Um, but the because, hate, because we weren't allowing free speech. The so, hate, but right. but again, we I can count on maybe one hand the number of shows I've ever had to remove because of hate speech. Maybe two right. over these years, and it right. be because the person was was saying they literally wanted to kill somebody. I know. Right. And they were they were verbalizing by name who they wanted to terminate. Well, yeah, and, and to be honest about that, that was what Alex Jones did. too. And, you know, that is not going to fly on my platform. Right. Now, luckily, I only had a couple of them were using our stats. Right. And I had one show. I actually think I, we only had one show that was actually hosted with us. Most of the time it was just on our directory. And usually they were somewhere else. They, I think right. I've only had one show in all those years that I've had to pull the plug on because they were, you know, I, I, we, we, as long as you don't threaten someone, and there's a few other caveats to our terms of service, I, I'm good to go. Well, there's laws that have to be enforced around speech. Um, but just, just remember as a, as a private company, I set the terms of service for our service. Right. And specified in, I, I specify that in the platform, what I allow and what I don't allow. And, um, there, as far as you are free, we don't have to go over this again. We've done it 500 times. You are free to tell lies. You're free to make up stories. Right. You are free to hate, but it will not come without consequence. And your speech is protected by the Supreme Court. But it will, but as a private company, I don't have to have your hate on my platform. Right. Um but there's a lot of lot of lot of people out there now that uh don't agree with that. Well, so. then leave the United States. Right. Well, I guess it depends <laughs> if you want to um, govern our country based on the Constitution or you want to govern the country in a way that's not part of the Constitution. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and I even had a, someone who posted on my Facebook, uh, Facebook page the other day that I was kind of astounded about because I posted the same post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And... You, I truly believe, and this is what we have to be careful of. I may not like what you have to say. Yeah. You know, I may not agree. But just change the, the station. And, and as long right. as you're, as long as I'm not threatening you. Right. Or discriminating upon you. Then. Turn it as, off. As much as I don't want to. Yeah, move on. I mean, but you, that's you, always been the option here. You I don't have, know you, you, why people don't realize you, that. You have, right. and, and again, you have the right to have rebuttal. <laughs> You're yeah, right. Todd, to, you're what's right, you what's a, going on around that is that people are using it um, as a way to 
to cancel other people's well, ability to hear that, right? Right. And, and you know, that's, and that's it's the challenge. again, what you say can and will have consequences in your personal life and law and everything else. You may, but mm-hmm. if you're willing to say it, then, you know, right. uh, move forth. And, uh, but I, I think that we've gotten so, I, I don't want the government coming, putting their thumb on me or my company. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to operate and provide a service that allows people to have a voice, a diversity of voices, right, left, up, down, sideways, and in between. Some people do not like sexual oriented content. It's on my platform. Right. Some people don't like swinging content. It's on my platform. Some people don't like political shows. It's on my platform. Some people people do not like two people drinking a beer. It's on my platform. Some people don't like religious shows. It's on my platform. Yeah, but it's it's moved beyond just not listening to them and ignoring them. I know, I know, it's, I it's understand. People that. are are using their their they're weaponizing it against to suppress any discussion about those topics what, that they agree with. What individuals yeah. do in vocalizing, the government should not be involved with. Yeah, if people want to say to a to a to a company, I don't think you should be sponsoring that content because of this, that's their right to say that. I have no issue with someone trying to say, or I don't have an issue with someone say, you should be banned because you're saying, I don't have an issue with anyone saying they have the right to do that just as much as the person has the right to say what they're going to say. I don't have an issue with the get the government involved to do that. That's where I have a problem. Right. And it seems like Todd, that freedom of speech is a conservative value now, not a democratic. I thought it was an American value. That's what I thought too. But it I, seems like it's, it's it, not anymore. It was, I, 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 it used to, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to even go down that road, but I thought it was an American value because I think it is cause because it, I have been in countries in where constitution. I have right. been in countries where you, can't say what you can say here. Yeah, but who speaks more about um, constitutional values now? Um, it's the conservatives. It's not the the liberals or the, the Democrats don't talk about constitutional values oh, as much I, anymore. I, I again, I I don't want to go there. I I, oh, I, well, I I know, but but it's a truth and reality, and it's not really. Um, I think that needs to be talked about because I think that's what's happening, and people that are like you know that like the constitution and want us to have a country by the constitution are, are being considered to be conservatives. Now there is a way to change the constitution. It's called the constitutional amendment. That's right. There is ways to change the constitution. There are, there is done by, there is a framework for that. Right. I think it has to be, has to be part of the Supreme court. It's, I think I, I believe and I am someone that's listening that knows constitutional stuff. I believe to change an amendment takes three quarters of the states to vote for a change. I think. I think. I'm not positive. I'm not positive. Yeah. So if it I'm, could be just a, a Congress thing, right? Uh, no. To make a cha- like to change the First Amendment, 
is a pretty big deal. I think you, ha- or the second amendment or third or whatever, it has to be ratified or changed by so many states. Yeah. So, again, um, my American history is 40 years prior. So, um, but there is a framework to do that. But, you know, what they try to do now is they try to do it through, you know, through lawyer judgments and that kind of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, I'm, we we have to be under, you know. I think what regardless of what's going on in with Twitter and Facebook and everything else, um, we have to realize that podcasting is pretty special. It is, it is, and it has. It still has an opportunity to live outside of this polarized world, right? Yeah, but it's more and more getting you know pulled into it as as everything that happens in society and culture eventually makes it into podcasting. Yeah. There's, there's no keeping it out. I'm just hoping that we all can be rational enough to understand. Maybe we can, maybe we're beyond that point now of being able to have conversations. I, I was, um, I actually told my mom about this. I was, uh, somewhere, what day was it? Saturday I was in a group and, um, somebody was, and I can't go into the context uh, on the show. I don't want to go too deep, but I heard about six or seven things that were said by an individual. And this group was pretty diverse. That it was men, women, white, black. It was a very diverse group. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of stopped and kind of did a, huh? <laughs> and, and I, I, I kind of, you know, and, I, and, and then I wanted to know, <laughs> what made you say that? <laughs> Where did you get this idea? <laughs> you know, let, I, I, let, let's get to the core. And it, and it was, it was an interesting conversation. <laughs> it was, but what was said astounded me so much that I made the comment on Facebook and it was in people that read my Facebook will have some contents here. Um, and, and let me, let me read what I wrote because you're going to laugh because you'll understand where I'm coming from. I said, um, um, let's see here. Let me get here. Aliens have arrived on earth and have been procreating because I think we're, they are breeding us into stupidity. Some of the things I hear come out, come from people's mouths, making me think I have been abducted and taken to an alternate universe. I can see where a person might think that. (laughs) And it was a mixed range of people too. And I wasn't the only one. (laughs) I mean, clearly we're, we're in a phase of massive rapid um, change, culture Um, change. Yeah. I'm like, where are you yeah. from? <laughs> it made, now if it's I could, aliens. It's all the aliens taught. That's what th- this show would have to go explicit for me to give the full context of the right. conversation. Yeah. But it was, uh, it, it blew me away. It really did. So I'm, I'm, I'm convinced aliens have arrived. <laughs> And well, you never know. And, There's more information coming out from the government about UFOs, so and maybe I, maybe it's getting trickled out now. I do not claim to be the smartest tool in the shed by far. Okay, <laughs> I, I am not. You know, but I was I was pretty astounded. And you know, when you when you have two or three people give a look, 
<laughs> Todd, and um, we should probably rename the show "Podcasting Conspiracies." <laughs> yeah, <show>. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're right, but um, yeah, um, but oh, we are at risk for doing the live show at Podfest. At I, risk? Yeah, because I have not. I am supposed to be on federal jury duty at the same time from January second to February 2nd. What? Yeah. So I have, I have gotten approved the first part of the, I get, I have got deferred from the second to the ninth for CES. I have to wait till we get closer. I can't request a deferment until 30 days out. So I have to wait a couple of weeks before I put the deferment in for the two days surrounding Podcast now because it's already pre-planned. I'll probably get it, right? But I I have to wait till we get closer. So just fair warning. Yeah, I got the the notice in the mail to go. I would I, imagine that they'll. I mean, unless you get caught up in a trial, yeah, you can't get out of. Yeah, but I wanted to make sure that I, you know you have to request in advance, or you don't show up. You know, they come looking for you and yeah, <laughs> you know, escort you to the court. Um, right. and not yes. in a, not in a nice way. So yes. yeah. I'm not, not part to of it. serve on the jury, but to go in front of a jury. <laughs> right. <laughs> and luckily it's not grand jury duty, which is 90 days. I am actually on right. a federal jury, uh, pool. Right. So yeah, 80 miles away in the winter. So that'll be lovely. That's where the court is. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we've been all over the map with this show today. Um, and we, is there things that are happening in pod news? I've been skimming pod news, but, um, there've been a few things in there that I saw that were interesting. Um, what was one thing I saw that it, it piqued my interest? Um, oh, the, Oh, here that what was, uh, that noise is um, someone replying to Mastodon. Um, Transistor, um, I believe, has implemented the ability to insert chapters into timestamps, which is kind of interesting. Mm. So if you do your chapters, then it goes into your show notes automatically. So that's an interesting twist. I thought that was uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that there's more more experimentation from from companies right now around chapters. Yeah, I think there, I think there is a little bit of a resurgence in that. Yep, and I think even the podcast 2.0 has a yep, chapters. They do component. I'm, right? s- I'm sorry, I got the the speaker turned all the way up here. <laughs> and, oh, and I thought it was interesting too. It was a kind of a leading story in Pod News too. The New York Times is sharing its experiments around spatial audio, which is, I think, at the kind of at the cutting edge of the higher end productions in the podcasting spaces, kind of using that advanced audio processing, you know, like Dolby Atmos or, or a platform called Mach one. Um, yeah. It's creating kind of more sound depth, more kind of feeling of like being there. It's like a presence type of a audio experience. Um, so it's, it's an interesting component of kind of, kind of the higher end of podcasting and where, where the audio productions might, might be going. And I think we are coming into a era where there's going to be more, um, higher technology applied to audio processing and, and how we can record content, um, in a lot of different environments and not have to deal with 
a lot of the um, noise issues that we've typically had to deal with in the past. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of stuff brewing in that. It includes you know some some artificial intelligence type of technologies too, and and so I think the AI technology stuff is coming into podcasting. It's coming in with, you know, we've talked about it a lot with like the barometer platform and that kind of stuff. So we're seeing more and more of it. You know, the, the, the descript platform is probably going to have AI capability built into it. So what's happening in the technology sector, it definitely moves into podcasting at some point, but it usually comes in a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. Um, and, just because the adoption of new things in podcasting is tends to be a little slower. It's, it's, um, I think everyone right now, you, you look at the news, there's not a lot of news. Everyone's got their head down. Of course, right. from, you know, a couple of weeks prior to Thanksgiving, all the way through the new year, a lot of people are out on vacation and, you know, we got a whole bunch of stuff that's almost finally, you know, it's almost ready to come out of the oven, but we're deciding, okay, is it, is it should we launch this in December or wait to January and, and, and pump this all out? So I think a lot of folks are working on a lot of stuff. And I think probably what we'll see is come the new year, a whole slew of announcements of things that people have been, you know, chugging away at mm-hmm. uh, could very well, you know, be the case as things, uh, uh, move forward here, but I don't know. It's, it is an interesting time from a, cause it just does feel like stuff has really, really, really slowed down, but yeah, we're not seeing, I'm not seeing churn though. That's the interesting thing. I've been watching the churn every, about every two, three days. I go in and look to see is, you know, have, are we seeing starting to see people cancel on? I'm not seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, you know, do more follow-up in the new year around, um, you know, new show growth in the podcasting space and where we're, you know, if we can figure out where we're seeing the growth in the medium as mm-hmm. far as new shows. Because um, I, I, I am a little concerned about the growth of new shows right now um, and where those might be coming from. And and if we're seeing a huge amount of growth right now, or, or are we seeing a kind of like a pullback? Where uh, shows aren't, aren't being produced as often. Um, I think for 97% of shows, nothing's changed. Yeah, I would imagine that's true. Yeah. I think the top shows, which are heavily dependent upon advertising, there probably is some change, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I think we heard that there was some big budget cutbacks. Well, I, I saw something on Twitter today where NPR is $30 is- million short. Or something to that effect. Well, we had mentioned that I think it was last week that what what, what I'm hearing in the space is that there it's, it's not that CPMs are dropping, but it's just the number of campaigns. But there dropping. was something posted. I think it was by Ashley. Carmen? I was either on Twitter or someplace I saw where. Matter of fact, I think I can find. Yeah, it. I think it was Ashley Carmen from Bloomberg who posted about the NPR story. Yeah, um, there was about possible layoffs and cutbacks and budget. Yeah, there was the, where NPR was 30 million short on whatever revenue. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, sponsors are pulling back on their campaigns. They're, yeah. they're not buying as far in the future and they're not buying as big a campaigns as they were prior. So, so another thing I submitted a tech request to Spotify because oh. we can find the new media show via the link 
I can find the new media show via the web, but when I go to the Spotify app, the new media show is nowhere to be found. That's what I found. Uh, that's why I pinged you about that. Is that I was on the airplane flying back, and I, I did a search in Spotify, and, and you I couldn't find the didn't show. didn't find it. Now, I posted, uh, of course, I passed, posted something on Twitter. I posted something nice, nothing um, naughty. I said, um, Spotify, can, and you see, we've seen this before. Spotify continues to have an issue where shows are in their platform, but when you search on the app, they're not found, but you can link to the listing, no issue. Be sure to check your listings. So uh, this has gotten already... Uh, about 10 DMs and I haven't checked my DMs here that people are saying the same thing. They're seeing the same thing and they feel at least two of them feel they've been censored. Yeah. But I, is that really true? If they're I only, don't, only censored in one part of the platform, I don't think so. Or is it a bug? Is it a bug? So anyway, I sent a, I, I, I sent a ticket to them and there is yeah. a place to send a ticket to, um, to Spotify when you have an issue. Let me see if I have gotten a response. Uh, no, of course not. Maybe probably a couple of weeks before I hear anything. Um, no. I would think it's more likely it's a bug. I would hope so. But I would, I would hate to think that it was... Someone flipped a switch on us. <laughs> on, on certain shows, right, um, for whatever reason. Um, but it's hard to... You know, there's no way we can know that. Yeah, I did play the latest episode on the... Now, once you follow it, you can see it in your library on the app. Yeah, I mean, I I, I clearly found it in the link you sent me. Right. And, but and once then, you follow it on the web, you can then go to the app and it's in your library. So it does still show up, but you can't search for it and find it if you're new, which right. was weird. That's the weird part. So that is weird. It is very odd. Um, so because I would imagine that most of the usage of Spotify is in the app, the app, right? So if you're not able to be found in the app, you're you're not going to get any audience. Unless someone clicks through from your website, but how many people, I don't even have Spotify linked in our, our outbound at uh, newmeshow.com. So probably need to turn that on. That's an interesting, I mean, that's an interesting situation that we discovered there. Mm -hmm. So the rest of you go out there and do a search in Spotify for your show and see if you can find it. And if you don't find it, then go to your link that your hosting provider has provided for you or that you've received from Spotify and click on that and see if you can find it in the web. Um, But I would say it's most likely a a bug in the system. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'd hate to just, think that someone's went in and flipped the switch on us. We haven't been always nice to Spotify in this show. No, that's true. <laughs> I'm not always sure that they were, they deserve to be treated nice. That That's the, you know. So, you know, that's, oh, ha, ha, ha. That's, and there's a reason you only have two or three listeners over there is because. <laughs> <laughs> now, if y'all, if you all want to have a little fun. Just go find the new media show and follow it over there. If we get about a thousand of you to do that, um, that might be an interesting experiment as well to see what happens. I don't want you necessarily have to listen over there. 
Well, Todd, <laughs> we should go in there and upload our video podcast to them because that's the only way we're getting the video podcast into the Spotify is to upload directly to them, right? Um, Rob? It's just an idea, Todd. <laughs> if you want to open an Anchor account. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make a point with us as an example of what the what the situation is over there. For those of you that why we've been disabled in, uh, in in the Spotify. For those of you that were listening, I was giving Rob a very dirty look. (laughs) It wasn't dirty. It's like, no way it's not happening. Right. Right. So I do, it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm not going to say too much more than this, but there's going to be some interesting things coming from Apple in the near future. So, yeah. Oh, Oh, Right. Oh, that's even, that's even more interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh Oh, I know you know about them, Todd. So don't, don't tease. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I've, I've got some personal changes coming too. So Uh here in the very near future. You going to work for Apple? No, I didn't make that connection. (laughs) Well, I have in the past come, come close. I'll just yeah. say that. So, yeah. So anyway, I don't know what else we've got to talk about. I, I was looking through the news myself and digging through and, and again, it is, it is a little slow that's going on. But yeah. I, I did find it interesting that Sounds Profitable has been focusing on podcast subscriptions. Um a lot and you know, it's no secret we've been working on the apple subscription integration and uh we've got our testers in there now um it's actually not an intimidating process well that's that's part of what i was mentioning about things coming with apple and well they they yeah. they announced that it was i can't say the date that they're going to announce but it's a they the know, delegated pe- delivery thing. We're not delegated delivery. We're not supposed to be using that word anymore. <laughs> well, that's what they originally called it. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I, I objected to that phraseology anyway. Yeah. Because it, it was, it was obviously a coin from an engineer instead of a marketing yeah. person. <laughs> so Apple subscriptions <laughs> is essentially coming and being right. able to post. And again, we've had our beta testers now, well, about a week have been putting up test episodes and some other things. Yeah. I think it's all good stuff, you know, trying to get. And what, what it really is, is what I'm starting to find out is there's a lot of podcasters been sitting on the sidelines thinking about this. We did a call out and said, hey, we need some beta testers and we're going to limit it to four or five. And we had a number of people come through and I went and, and picked the first five responses just to be fair. Mm-hmm. And, um, those in the conversations I'm having with these individuals shows that are doing it a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, one show is it got a very successful podcast. They've been sitting on a whole bunch of stuff for a long, long time. Uh, probably a hundred episodes worth of stuff that they're going to be focusing on a niche part of their show. And they're going to release those as premium. Uh, right. premium only they're they're gonna just be subscription only five bucks a month or whatever he, I, I i don't even know what he's gonna charge 
And then one of the other individuals wants to do an ad-free version. So they're going to put out a, simultaneously, they put out a uh, ad-free and a public ad-powered episode. And then uh, we, we got all the scenarios. So the third gal wants to do a, um, where she releases the version subscription a week ahead of the public release. So the subscribers get the episode a week ahead of those that are, um, are, are getting it free. For, for free. So those are the mm -hmm. kind of the three, and we didn't even try. We just said, hey, if you're thinking about doing it, and those are really truly the three Apple subscription models. Uh, and you can have a subscription show that still can put out uh, periodically a teaser free. So in mm -hmm. other words, if you go all subscription, you still can on a periodic basis release um, a public episode that would basically be an advertisement or maybe a segment or something like that to try to get, because yeah. some of these folks are, we're just going to sell it from the website. We don't need Apple's help. You know, there's a whole bunch of scenarios, but um, I'm pretty impressed with the, I guess for a better word, the, the thoughtology that podcasters are using and they really thought it through on how they want to deliver these, um, these shows for a, for a fee. And, mm -hmm. um, I think it's pretty exciting. Todd, do you think there's a possibility that, uh, and the reason I raise this is, you know, in tough economic times, um, subscriptions in the history have been, have struggled a little bit, right? People sure. have backed off on their subscriptions, typically if there's income issues. Um, and then simultaneously in tough economy, people, um, companies pull back on advertising. And then we were just talking about this third method, which is kind of a play off a donation with right, the, right. the Satoshis, right? Yep. Um, but there's no reason why Satoshis couldn't be utilized pretty much in the same way that a subscription for a fixed amount is um today do we think that ultimately subscriptions um because one of the things currently with subscriptions is that i guess you can build community around that right um it's possible like through a patreon or whatever but right does it create that same kind of community dynamic i don't, I don't know i don't think so um that that the satoshis create when um, someone subscribes to your show on apple you don't know who they are you just get a payment right so is is Satoshi's really the future of subscriptions? Um, or is it purely going to live in the realm of donation models? Um, it could do both, right? It so, could, but again, if you think about... It's like there's a minimum number of Satoshi's that you can donate. Is there any way to enable that? Like I'm sure someone, more, I'm sure or, someone is building something to that effect. I would have no doubt. But... Here's again, that's one angle that you could one one road you could go down, but I think I'd worry about adoption levels this okay. early in the game. I think what people need to think about is did our okay, as a podcaster, is this show delivering or is Rob and Todd delivering value? Yeah. Do you walk out of this show and say, hmm? this is going to help my podcast or this is going to help my business. And, and if it did, what's that worth? 
Yeah, that's that value for value. That's the methodology. the value for value method. Whereas when you're asking for the money up front, give right. me X number of dollars. Do and I'll give you access. And to I'll give something. you access to something that you don't know if it's going to have value for you or not. Right. So, so the value for value is you get the value and then you donate or, right. you, or, or it's an anticipation an antici of, val of value based on your experience. That's right. Being involved yep. in the community and in the content. Right. Mm -hmm. it's so a, it, it's, it's more like a donation model, right? Yeah, it, it is. But it, again, I think it's just like listening to some podcasts every once in a while. I, I was like, I was driving down the road and I had to stop the show and I had to load notebook because I had to keep my train of thought mm -hmm. and I did a voice dictation to my notes because I didn't want to lose it. I actually looked at the show. I said 18 minutes, 32 seconds. Yeah. And I, you know, and I did a voice dictation, go back and re-listen to 18 minutes and 32 seconds of this particular episode because we get, when, when stuff is flying in on shows, you get four or five things that hit you. If you haven't wrote it down, you're going to be like, wow, what, what did they say? And so for me now, be honest with you, I'd like to have a place where I could put a marker. <laughs> you know, I'd like to be able to have the app where I could take and put a marker as a listener. And, you know, especially when I'm driving, have the ability to put a marker on an episode a segment in an episode that I can go back to as a listener and say, this is, and some of these apps now are having, so you can share a segment. But I'm not going to be able to do that driving. I'm going to have to stop, and then, you know, it's going to have to be in post. I'm going to have to go back to that and find it. But I want to be able to put a marker on a spot in a podcast. Because mm -hmm. there's something, you, you get hit once in a while on the head, right? You get hit in the head with an idea from a show. And as many podcasts as I listen to, it's just like, you get, you, get, you know, it's the whack-a-mole. I get, you know, smacked in the face five times in a day. and there's always that nugget you want to pull out. So and I'm sure someone says one of these apps already supports that Todd, you, you need to go look deeper, <laughs> you know? right. but let me put a marker in, you know, as a listener. Right. So, so Todd, I wanted to mention too, something that I saw. Um, I don't know if you saw the announcement about Spreaker supporting yeah. uh, that Magda technology. Mm -hmm. um, and that's M A G D A technology. Uh, and the, the exact quote of this is technology works by transcribing programmatic ads that go through the Spreaker ad marketplace in real time. So what, what, what they're doing is they're, they're getting the contextual elements of mm -hmm. the ads where, then, you know, the barometer folks have been d doing the, the transcription and AI of the content. So this platform is doing it for. The, the ads, they, and, they, yeah, right. they listened to us, Rob, they took our idea. Right. And, and it's a machine learning model for, um, um, ad categories. So you can basically match the ads up with the show better. So, so you can kind of see if you think big picture around like the barometer platform on the content side. So the content's being analyzed. And now the ads are being analyzed. Well, I think Spreaker's policing the ads. The ads. So you don't have this situation where ads get into right. shows that they're inappropriate for. That's right. 
be, and, and what we've learned and we, and thank goodness the, our partner's been pretty responsive and I've only had one time where I had to call them on a weekend and say, Hey, 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 you know, and what it was, was, um, full transparency. I think I talked about it during the show. It was a hotel chain. Mm-hmm. They were, they had six ads in their hotel chain lineup that they were divvying out programmatically. And the sixth ad was with a casino. Mm-hmm. So the five ads were all six of them were marked as hotels with no casino conjunction. And the sixth ad had a hotel casino component and they did not mark the ad gambling hotel and gambling, because if they had mm-hmm. based upon our pre agreement, we would have excluded that ad from coming into the platform and getting on a show. Right. But we had a listener said, Hey, I heard a gambling ad. It was a hotel ad for a gam. You know, basically they had a casino. So really what, and it happened and what is, what happens too is where the biggest challenges comes in programmatic is near the end of the month. People have leftover inventory mm-hmm. and they've constrained their content. And all of a sudden they take off a few filters. The buyers do to try to get the rest of that inventory moved. And then they get through on shows that would normally not be willing to run those ads in that category. So mm-hmm. what Spreaker's doing here is something I think is very smart. I think they're policing the ads. The, con- the ad content. And right. help and put and I don't know if that was their goal, but if if they it want it appears to be a very focused um component of what they're offering here. So obviously like, like I said earlier, the other component is doing the exact same thing for the right, content. Right. Right. I like the I like the idea of protecting the listener. Well, it's also protecting the content creator too from getting ads that are right, right, right. Yeah, getting ads to for the their audience show that they're trying mm-hmm. to reach. Right. Because in programmatic, sometimes the buyer doesn't flag everything the way they're supposed to. Right. It's just a better, you know. There's two ways of looking at this, right, Todd? There, you know, we're we're over automizing <laughs> yeah. or automating what we do in podcasting and, and, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I think it's still, I, I think a, it's because be determined. I think it's because we have pretty thin skin. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that's driving all of this content moderation yeah. stuff that we're seeing today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, we made it to the end. <laughs> it's always an accomplishment <laughs> though. I, I get this, this feeling like that it's, getting to be rarer and rarer for shows to go beyond like 50 minutes these days. So that's too bad. I mean, it would be great to know if we had listeners that were listening all the way to the, well, our stats show that people hang out to about the 96, 97% mark. When I start saying, well, we're just about done. That's when they leave. That's when they judge, right? (laughs) They figure it's done. I'm out of here. But like last show, we said we're done and we went another 15 minutes. That's right. So (laughs) it's almost like it, you know, like one of those movies (laughs) where everybody leaves right at the end of the movie. And there's always like a, like a little bit of a bonus. Yeah. The bonus bonus content after the credits. Right. Right. So for all the, 
those people that stick around in the theater. Yeah, you guys got you got the right. bonus, and I my I right. I used up all of my fifteen minute cushion on the lit tag last time, so uh, I, I I gave okay. us an hour and forty five, knowing we'll go an hour thirty, hour thirty five. That's or, right, because <laughs> I you have to specify the. Yeah, the, the end time. The content in the lit tag. Right, right. right. You have to yeah. tell how long how long you're going to go. Okay, I am Todd at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's because we couldn't afford the E's. They still are $3 million. So, uh, wow. Rob, <laughs> and at Geek wow. News on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can be found on Twitter, too, at Rob Greenlee. And you can certainly direct message me over there. And I can also be found on email, too, um, I guess Rob at uh, newmediashow.com is a good one to use. And uh, I think that still works. Yep. And um, I have my own website, robgreenlee.com. And yeah. We do appreciate the Satoshis because the Rob at newmediashow.com and Todd at newmediashow.com cost us $12 a month. Uh, we pay that to Google. So it's just one so of those. So please use it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone, thanks for being here. And uh, we will be back next Wednesday. Now, here is a little programming information. So that will mean that today is the 30th of November. So on the 7th, we will be here. On the 14th and the 21st, we will not. I am going to go on vacation, real vacation for 10 days. Wow. That's something. Yeah, so we will see how that uh, that works, but I'll be so back. So the did you say the twenty first and the twenty eighth? Fourteenth and the twenty first. Oh, fourteenth and the twenty first. I'll be but back the, on the twenty eighth. You'll be back on the twenty eighth. Okay. But then I'm in CES for the fourth. So really, they've got us for two more shows this month. Uh, that's what's going to be left for this month, and then not until second week of January will I be back, unless I'm on jury duty. Okay. And we'll figure out a way to do a show if I end up on jury duty. So, yeah, let's try and get the, the, the developer for the fountain. app. Yeah. Or one of those new podcast apps to come on. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be fountain to whoever sends us an email first. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the, you're in the, in the spigot. All right. I'm um, going to get out of here. Everyone. Thanks for being here. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time here yeah. on the new media show. Let's see if I can do this right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right.